listening to the Lions J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon. Seven. Studios. I love talking about leadership on this show, and I love paralleling sports with my experience in corporate America. And I wanted to talk about I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys now. I know the people in I know people on WOL in DC don't necessarily want to hear a segment about the Dallas Cowboys, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this in very nicely. Because there's some lessons to be learned from, from Jerry Jones. Now, Daniel Snyder, you got a bad owner in DC too. And I haven't really obliterated the Washington football team. I'm I'm waiting to see some of the moves they make. All I know is this. Here's some free advice from my brethren in DC. If you want to save whatever, I know, I know that they're going to announce the name, the new name of the team, whatever. If you want to save your franchise, obviously you got to get out of that abomination that is FedEx Field. You got to get out of there. But here's some free advice. Move the team back to RFK. Knock down RFK. And how about this? Build a domed stadium. Build a domed stadium where RFK currently sits. I haven't lived in the DMV in a long time. Even though Urban One is our flagship. But that's some free advice and some free common sense. Build a dome stadium. Build a stadium like they have SoFi Stadium out in L.A. or the Death Star in Vegas. Or State Farm Stadium. I don't know if they're still calling that. Whatever they're calling the stadium in Phoenix. Build a domed stadium with a retractable roof so you can play outdoors when the weather is reasonable. But you can put a roof over that mofo when it's nine degrees outside and snowing. And guess what? DC top 10 market. Chocolate city. Great place. Athletes love coming to DC. Everybody loves being around DC. Nobody likes sitting on the beltway in bumper to bumper traffic or 295 or 395 or the Baltimore Washington Parkway. But build a stadium with a retractable roof. Then you can actually host the Super Bowl and you can host the Final Four and you can host very large scale events. You can have the national championship in Washington, D.C. D.C. is a great place. They have the hotels. They have the politics. They have the, the fans. They have the culture. People love to, get, to come to D.C. and get some carry out. People love the go-go music. The New Balance sneakers, the Go Hard Youngins, all of that stuff. And then you can showcase the Washington, D.C. metro area as one of the elite cities in the United States, as opposed to having that stadium that that, that blew out RG, RG Knee's career and blew out the, the dang stadium almost fell on, on the ball Hurts and killed him. I'm surprised that that really wasn't more of a news story. Jalen Hurts was very gracious with that. Like that... If that railing, if he was maybe about three feet closer to that railing, he could die. At the very least, his playing career could have been over. It's a miracle that Daniel Snyder 
that there wasn't a tragedy at the stadium and that someone didn't sue. You would you would talk about if that was me that that was falling on or fell off that railing, the, the name they wouldn't be changing the name from from the skins. They would be they'd be changing it to to, to James Lewis's. The fighting the fight the Washington James Lewis's. They would put a, a profile of me on the helmet where where that offensive profile of the Native American individual, and I'm not going to use the term on, on terrestrial radio. I'm not going to use the term, period. But that'd be a picture of James Lewis on, on the helmet, if that was me. Because I would have sued the, the pants off of Daniel Snyder. Now, I know that there are a whole lot of people in line to sue the pants off of Daniel Snyder. This is the same guy that, like, if you want to be a cheerleader at the Redskins, like, you got you to gotta go topless. Like, he's got he's to gotta, he's gotta see the tatas. I can't imagine how humiliating that is. Like you, you got to show Daniel Snyder allegedly your tatas if you want to cheerlead for the Washington football team. But I digress. Jerry Jones is a is a fantastic or or a tragic, however you want to put it. He's a he's a he's an example of leaders that I see, especially in healthcare. Jerry Jones had. Jimmy Johnson. A lot of people forget the, the 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 young generation that has seen the Cowboys suck their whole life. They forget that Jerry Jones had Jimmy Johnson. He had a coach that won two Super Bowls and set up Barry Switzer for a third Super Bowl. He had someone who was elite with the draft, was an elite coach, had won at Miami, had won at Oklahoma State before going to Miami. He had someone that was a fantastic coach that was well-respected, that knew how to bring in the right players, that knew how to mold players, that knew how to build a culture. And Jerry Jones, the owner, which is his team, and the Cowboys are worth $5 billion or somewhere around that via Forbes. We know that if the Cowboys sold, they would sell for at least $10 billion. Like you can't, you gotta be Jeff Bezos to buy the Cowboys, basically. It's the biggest sports brand in the world. Bigger than Manchester United. Bigger than some of the other elite soccer clubs around the country. Bigger than the Spankies. And so Jerry Jones did what a lot of people I see in the C-suite do. Jerry Jones was jealous that Jimmy Johnson, which would be the equivalent of his VP, Jerry Jones was jealous that Jimmy Johnson was getting the credit and Jimmy Johnson was making the decisions. And Jimmy Johnson was the one that had all the respect of the players. Jerry Jones wanted to be the star, even though he's the owner. There are a lot of CEOs that want to be the star, even though they're the CEO. It's not as when you're the CEO, it's not necessarily your job to be the star. Now you have some founder slash CEO slash president that built the business, curated the business, had the idea of the business, started the business in their garage. And they want to be a star. But I'm talking about healthcare. I'm talking about I'm talking about big healthcare, big pharma. I'm talking about network provider groups. I'm talking about the blues of the world, the signals of the world, the Uniteds of the world, the well cares of the world. You have, in some cases, you have individuals that are the CEOs and they want to be the star. So they surround themselves like Jerry Jones instead of having an elite coach that's winning you Super Bowls. 
You say, you know what? I'm smarter than Jimmy Johnson. I'm the one. I'm the, the engine that's driving this thing. I'm the genius. I'm the brilliant one. I'm the one that, that should be getting the credit. I'm the one that should be on ESPN and on the cover at the time of USA Today. So he started hiring yes-men. And over the course of time, the Cowboys have not been as successful now. Are they making money? Absolutely. Because they're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. They're America's team. A lot of people don't understand. They say, why are America's team? This is why the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. Because in the 70s and 80s, before expansion, before you had teams in Phoenix, before you had more coverage on the West Coast, if you lived in a city that didn't have a football team, they were playing the Cowboys. I learned that when I went, when I went to live in Arizona, I didn't know this, but everyone that I met that was from Mexico that followed football, all they ever saw was Cowboys games. They weren't showing the, the LA Rams on TV in Mexico. They weren't showing the New York Giants on TV in Mexico. They weren't showing the Miami Dolphins with Don Shula on TV in Mexico. They were, so, they were showing the Cowboys. And the Cowboys get the most coverage. So in every city, you have the cities that, that have teams, and you get the feed of your own team. But basically, 25, 30 years ago, every city that did not have an NFL team, they showed the, they showed the Cowboys game every week. Ergo, the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. But what I see with Jerry Jones and the issue is with Mike McCarthy. So Mike McCarthy is obviously in over his head with the Cowboys. He's obviously not the right coach. I'm not getting into the X and O's. I leave that to Jonesy and JB when they come in to talk X and O's of sports. I'm not talking about that as much. But Mike McCarthy's obviously in over his head as the Cowboys coach. If you see him in press conferences, you see his, his language, his demeanor, the way he carries himself, the way that the, the players relate to him. I don't say it's an abject disaster. Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl. But another theme of leadership is, and I'll talk downstream, if you have a Super Bowl, you have Aaron Rodgers for 10 years winning a Super Bowl, that's not as impressive. Where you land does matter, and your expectations do matter. You take a rebuild job where you go somewhere that absolutely sucks versus taking over for, I don't know, a Bill Belichick that has a system in place. It's not exactly the same thing. But, but Jerry Jones seemingly is going to retain Mike McCarthy. Now, people thought that he was going to get clipped after the playoff exit, another playoff exit for the Cowboys. This is a team that's loaded on offense and defense. They've got Super Bowl talent on that roster, but bad coaching because Jerry Jones likes to surround himself with sycophants. He likes to surround himself with yes-men and his sons. Very similar to Donald Trump. That's not a political thing. They're just people that like to surround themselves with individuals that tell them what they want to hear. And there's always a cost to be paid. And I just wanted to parallel that because with my time in healthcare, I've seen a lot of CEOs that wanted to surround themselves with sycophants, people that told them how awesome they were, people that told them that their ideas were fantastic. They didn't want to listen to someone that was under the C-suite. That was actually out there running the health plan. And there's a price to be paid when that happened. Jerry Jones is a lot older. He would trade in a billion dollars, perhaps, of value on that team to win another Super Bowl or two. Because he's almost 80. 
And I think that it's funny because some people would rather lose than give up control. And I talk about control so much when it comes in into the perspective of leadership. You can't be an ideal leader and CEO if you want to control everything. I had to learn that as a, as a vice president. When I became a vice president, it wasn't my job to control everything. It wasn't my job to be up doing presentations till 2 in the morning. It wasn't my job to be the smartest person in the room. It took me several years to, to, to learn that. I thought I had to know everything. I thought I had to be in charge of everything. And, and sometimes I lost people that were on my staff. It wasn't until I started handing that stuff over, delegating, empowering, pouring into people. That's what true leaders do. And to succeed, especially like in the NFL, which is a team sport, and in healthcare, which is the, is the ultimate team sport when it comes to, to corporate America, you have to be willing to give up control and you have to be willing to share the spotlight share the think tank, share the reward, share, share revenue. But ultimately you got to find somebody that's smarter than you. Let them do what they do to help you succeed and get the hell out their way. Paragon seven studios rampage, the first Lieutenant of the universal flip mode squad. But at the same time, like I said, in me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 